Lidl Ladies National League Division 4. Slow start comes back to haunt Carlo. Article by Harry Shorthose. The score, Offaly 3 goals and 16 points. Carlo 1 goal and 16 points. The Carlo ladies footballers suffered a comprehensive six-point defeat on Sunday to Offaly after two goals within the first 15 minutes left them chasing the game from the off. Whilst they did their best to keep pace with their Midland rivals, the two early goals made it much harder. It was tit-for-tat score-for-score for much of the game, and if you don't look at the scoreboard, you'd have thought the game was a lot closer than it actually was. Several missed chances in the first half and in the run-up to half-time in particular for Carlo cost them dearly, and as much as they tried to keep pace with their opponents, Offaly kept hitting back. Offaly started with a bang and put the pressure on Carlo from the off, forcing them on the back foot, and with almost 90 seconds on the clock, they were awarded a free, and Grania Egan converted into the back of the net to give them a three-point cushion. Carlo were on the back foot. Offaly kept up the pressure though and forced another free a minute and a half later. Egan again converting, but it was blocked and the rebound was sent over the bar. Neve Kelly and Mairead Daly of Offaly exchanged points. Rachel Sawyer added another one from the right-hand side before Cleon and Ishay kicked over a free after Sawyer made good ground. In the twelfth minute, Carlo got awarded a penalty and Maria Kinsella stepped up to take it hitting it to the bottom right-hand corner, only for the Offaly keeper to go the right way and save it. Moments later, Sawyer went close with an effort, but sent it wide. A minute later, Sawyer made amends by sending an effort over the bar to close the gap to just two points. Carlo again went close with an effort, but found it saved. Amy Gavin Mangan and Egan added two points for Offaly to extend their lead. With eight minutes to go till the break and Carlo hanging on, they won the kick out and Chloe Sheridan put the ball in the back of the net to pile further misery on Carlo. Avian Gilmartin went close with an effort that deflected off the crossbar and back out. Egan and Niche traded freeze before Daly landed the killer blow with a third goal to all but kill off the match on the stroke of half time. It could have been even worse, but for a late free from Egan hitting off the crossbar and the rebound being hit wide. Whatever was said in the dressing room at half-time seemed to have worked, as the, gar- as the Carlo girls came out with a renewed enthusiasm. Niche scored within seconds of the restart, sparking hopes of an unlikely comeback. Sawyer added a point too. However, Offaly hit back straight away and kept matching them point for point. Carlo couldn't get that break away to get the crucial goal that would have closed the gap and put pressure on the Offaly side. They kept pushing to the end though and never gave up, and even at the end pressing for that goal. Offaly wouldn't relent though and never took their foot off the pedal, not allowing Carlo an inch or to get their noses in front for too long, pegging them back throughout. The teams, Offaly, Sinead Byrne, Annie Kyo, Orla Whelan, Roisin Ennis, Emma Corcoran, Dawn Hannan, Michelle Mann, Amy Gavin Mangan, 1 point, Aoife Carey, Emma Marr, Roisin Egan, Marie Byrne, Mairead Daly, 1 goal and 4 points, Chloe Sheridan, 1 goal and 4 points, Grania Egan, 1 goal and 8 points, 5 from Freeze, the subs, Nicole Byrne for Whelan on 58 minutes, 
Anne-Marie McCormick for Ennis on 63 minutes. The Carlo team. Nicole Hanley, Grace Lawler, Amy Dooley, Ruth Birmingham, Antoinette Dowling, Ellen Atkinson, Michelle Dermody, Neve Ford, Quiva O'Neill, Neve Kelly, two points, Avine Gilmartin, one point, Maria Kinsella, one point, Rachel Sawyer, three points, Cleonini Shea, one goal and six points, five points from freeze, Sarah Doyle, three points. Subs, Quiva Redmond for Kelly, 44 minutes, Shauna Cahoon for Kinsella, 44 minutes, Una Fitzpatrick for Dermody, 54 minutes, Roisin Byrne for Birmingham, 62 minutes. Next up, Sunday the 30th of May, Offaly versus Limerick, Tullamore at 2pm. Sunday the 6th of June, Limerick versus Carlow, Gaelic Grounds, 2pm. Camogie, Littlewoods Ireland, Division 3, Group 2. Exciting draw keeps Carlow in the hunt for a semi-final place. The score, Carlow, 3 goals and 10 points, Limerick, 1 goal and 16 points. Article by Kieran Murphy. After a hugely satisfying performance in Waterford last week, Carlo kept themselves right in the mix for a Division 3 National League semi-final place when they played out an exciting draw with their southern visitors. This time at Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday, they fashioned another result in a high-quality game which ebbed and flowed from beginning to end. It says a lot for the lofty ambitions of this particular group, that there was an air of disappointment when they emerged from their post-match huddle. Really, though, they battled hard for this result, and in the end, Carlo will take a lot out of it. There are areas which they have to be happy with, while the performance also gave indicators where they need to improve. The way this team is coming, there can be no doubt they will continue to learn and retain the appetite which has got them so far. The home side looked to be in real trouble early on, when Enya Harrington flashed over a free and Kira English followed up with two from play. Out of nothing, Carlo struck for a goal when Eve Sinnott delivered a high ball into the big square where Kira Quirk gathered possession and found the net with a good strike. Harrington knocked over a 45 in reply, but at the other end, Carlo got lucky when Sinnott's speculative effort went all the way to the Limerick net. With those two goals, Carlo now had a platform, and from there to half-time, both sides flashed over some excellent points. Michelle Curtin from Limerick seemed to have found the answer to unlocking the Carlo defence when she shot over three points from her right half-forward position. Carlo, sensing the game could drift away from them, hit back, and Eleanor Tracy scored three frees in succession. The Ballon-Killen player has always been deadly accurate from placed balls, but she is playing the best camogie of her young life at the moment too. At the interval, Limerick held a narrow 1-11-2-7 lead. Another Tracy Free levelled the game eight minutes into the second half. Valerie Shanahan replied with a point from play for Limerick, but when their defence was breached, Tracy converted a penalty to give Carlo back a lead they hadn't held since the 18th minute. If the forwards had caught the eye in the first half, then it was the defence of both sides which excelled in the closing ten minutes. With five minutes to go, Carlo's Kiva Cody point put Carlo too clear, but they were hauled back when Shanahan found the posts and substitute Alana Mulcahy levelled matters. The same player added another point, and now Carlo were looking down a potential heartbreaking defeat. 
Eve Sinnott held her nerve and scored an excellent point to tie the scores once more. That set it all up, and while both sides had their chances in the closing stages, the respective defences refused to buckle. Now it is all to play for next week, with Clare coming to Carlow and Limerick taking on Waterford. The teams, Carlow, Chantel Kelly, Kiva Collins, Neve Canavan, Shannon Kavna, Emma Cody, Mairead O'Shea, Katie Gary Murphy, Eleanor Tracy, one goal and seven points, one goal from a penalty and the seven from freeze, Kira Kavna, Kiva Cody, one point, Rachel Sawyer, one point, Ali Rishitsko, Eve Sinnott, one goal and one point, Kira Quirk, one goal, Emma Coogan, Subs, Catherine Kavna for Coogan, Aoife Carroll for Richisco, both on 43 minutes. Limerick, Aoife Corbett, Megan Ryan, Roisin Mann, Yvonne Lee, Grace Lee, Aoife Coughlin, Shauna Cunningham, Ashling Cunningham, Stephanie Wolfe, Michelle Curtin, three points, Noel Curtin, Alvy Larkin, Valerie Shanahan, two points, Kira English, one goal and two points. And Harrington, six points, two forty-fives, three frees. Subs, Elana Mulcahy, three points for N. Curtin, half-time. Kira O'Brien for English, 47 minutes. The referee, Connor Quinlan from Galway. Alliance Hurling League, Division 2A. Offaly pulled clear in the second half to consign Carlo to another year in Division 2A. The score, Offaly, two goals and 25 points. Carlo, one goal and 17 points. Article by Kieran Murphy. Carlo's hopes of National Hurling League Division 2A success all but died at Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday. Two years ago in Tullamore, the Barrow Siders produced a stunning second-half performance to consign the faithful county to a place in this division. It was widely expected Offaly would make an immediate return to Division 1B, but that hasn't happened yet. In 2020, Carlow themselves lost a relegation match against Westmeath and joined Offaly in the lower division. Not that the visitors were champing at the bit and were looking for revenge, but forewarned is forearmed. They were not going to take this game lightly. No, with former Kilkenny All-Ireland winner Michael Fenley in as manager, Offaly are looking at the bigger picture and this was just a step in their quest to return to former glories. They produced a huge second-half performance which swept Carlo off their feet, outscoring the home side by 114 to 7 points. They held a flimsy enough 111 to 110 advantage at the break, with the lead point coming in injury time thanks to a great Brian Dignan effort out on the right at the tunnel side of the pitch. After the game, a number of Carlo connections suggested the first half was probably the best 35 minutes of hurling they had played in the league so far. This was matched by a determined effort from their opponents. In that opening period, corner forwards Liam Langton and Owen Cal pulled the strings for Offaly up front, but Carlo hit back for a John Michael Nolan goal on 19 minutes to give them a two-point lead. The sides were tied on two occasions after that, but when a short Carlo puckout went wrong, O'Sheen Kelly swooped for a goal. That was tough to take, but the home side looked as if they had recovered from that body blow when Kevin MacDonald pointed on 33 minutes to level matters. In hindsight now, Carlo had given their all in the opening half. They had to fight that little bit harder for everything, and three Offaly blocks was an indication of their determination and desire. 
It was something their manager referred to after the game. We set it out at the start of the year, work rate was one of the fundamentals. Carlo worked just as hard, but our boys were just a bit more clever at times. We had some neat play and got some nice scores, said Fennelly. Less than a minute into the second half, Offaly struck for a vital goal, when Oisín Kelly fed Killian Samson, who found Cal in space. The corner forward didn't make any mistake, and slowly but surely, Offaly built a mountain which Carlo found harder and harder to climb. There was no one moment which changed the course of the second half. The early goal helped, but Offaly looked like a side who were not going to lose here. It was death by a thousand cuts for Carlo. Cal and Langton continued to prosper up front for Offaly. O'Sheen Kelly ended up with a personal haul of one goal and four points. The visiting half-back line dominated in the last quarter, ensuring that this time there would be no late reprieve for their opponents. Carlo lived on crumbs with six of their seven second-half points coming from Marty Kavner-placed balls. The two-week break before their next game away to Meath in Navan on the Whitbank holiday weekend Sunday takes on new meaning after an unsatisfactory second-half showing. On the other hand, Offaly are within touching distance of promotion. It has been good the last few days. This is what we expected at the end of the day. The lads are in a good place. We have a break now which is good. A lot of bodies are sore and tired now. Definitely there is some tiredness there. We need to balance that in the week ahead and get ready for down, said a happy Michael Fennelly. The teams, Offaly, Connor Clancy, Jordan Quinn, Kieran Burke, David King, Damien Egan, Ben Connealy, Killian Sampson, Leon Fox, one point, Ross Ravenhill, Shane Kinsler, one point, O'Sheen Kelly, one goal and four points, Brian Dignan, one point, Liam Langton, four points, Jason Sampson, Owen Cal, one goal and 12 points, eight from freeze. The subs, Brian Watkins for Quinn, 34 minutes, Aidan Tracy, one point for Egan, half-time, John Murphy, one point for Jay Sampson, 52 minutes, Adrian Hines for Kinsella, 62 minutes, David Nally for Cal, 62 minutes, Shane Dooley for Dignan, 67 minutes, Luke O'Connor for Langton, 67 minutes. Carlo, Brian Tracy, Owen Hosey, Paul Doyle, Michael Doyle, Ger Cody, Tony Lawler, Gary Lawler, Jack Kavna, Kevin MacDonald, one point, John Michael Nolan, one goal, Craig Wall, one point, Richard Cody, Marty Kavna, 13 points, 265s and 8 frees, John Nolan, Chris Nolan, one point. Subs, Jack McCullough for G. Lawler, 41 minutes, Aaron Ammond for Cody, 54 minutes, Kieran Kavna for C. Nolan, 57 minutes, Paul Cody, one point, for Wall, 58 minutes, Dion Wall for Hosey, 61 minutes. The referee, Thomas Gleeson from Dublin. The Bush Ultras, article by Kieran Murphy. In these days where sport goes on behind closed doors, full marks to the group of young lads bedecked in the Carlow colours who set themselves up on a platform at the Oak Park side of Netwatch Cullen Park during Carlow's Alliance Hurling League defeat to Offaly. At times, it looked like they were floating in mid-air, but they were comfortable and had a great view of proceedings. They made their presence felt. With a 2pm throw-in, these Carlow mad supporters were in position long before the match started. They cheered both teams when they came out, and as they went through their pre-match warm-up, 
they join in the national anthem, and their singing could be heard in the stand. From the off, they never stopped cheering the Carlo effort. Even when the writing was on the wall from a long way out, the youngsters never lost their voice. When the game was over, they were out on the road to see and meet some of the players. One of their spokesmen explained a number of them were attached to underage hurling clubs in the town. He also said they called themselves the Bush Ultras. Where that came from, he didn't say. That's the story for another day. Carlo Golf Club to host Pro-Am, article by Kieran Murphy. Carlo Golf Club is set to host an Irish Professional Golfers Association Pro-Am on the Monday of the August Bank Holiday weekend. After a gap of 15 years, the announcement marks the return of the Pro-Am Golf Series to Carlo. The event is being sponsored by Sheehy Motors Carlo and will attract some of the biggest names on the Irish PGA circuit. Professionals who are eligible to play include former European Tour winners such as Carlo's Damien McGrain and Simon Thornton. Carlo golfers Jimmy Bulger and Marco Boyle, the club professionals in Kilkenny and the Heath respectively, could also be on the entry list. The Irish PGA includes a number of ladies. Hazel Kavanagh was 36th on the Order of Merit in 2020, while Carlo's Tara Delaney also plays Irish PGA Tour events. With a prize fund of €10,000 for the professionals and an amateur fund worth around €2,000, the Pro-Am hopes to attract over 40 teams. Carlo Club captain in 2020, John Brophy, says it is a great chance for Carlo to showcase the course which is considered to be one of the best parkland courses in Ireland. It will be administered on the day by the PGA who will do all the timesheets and have a starter. The PGA will have a scoreboard. There is a stroke play competition for the professionals. The team event, including the professionals, is a team of four, with two scores counting on every hole. In line with the guidance of the PGA, there are handicaps, with the highest handicap limit for men is 24, and for the ladies is 32. Teams can be any combination of men, ladies and juveniles, as long as they have a handicap. We are also catering for people who want to play, but don't have a handicap in line with PGA guidance, explained John. We want to give an opportunity to as many of our members as possible to play with a professional golfer on their own home course. We are opening to members first and then we are opening it to any organisation, group, company that want to have an opportunity to send their staff out or who want to treat some of their clients to a game with a professional on what is considered to be a great course. In order to accommodate as many people as possible, there is a morning and an afternoon tea time, said John. Leading up to the Pro-Am on the Monday, Carlo Golf Club is also hosting a four-day festival of golf, which will take place on the same bank holiday weekend. While exact details haven't been finalised yet, it is hoped to host separate men's and ladies' competitions and an any-combination team of three competition on the Saturday. First prize for this competition is a ticket in the Pro-Am. This is indeed exciting times for Carlo, who, like so many sports organisations, had to close their doors during the pandemic. We have a well-known and well-respected professional, and it will be good for him to greet other professionals on his own course. It is also an opportunity for Damien McGrain to acknowledge his presence on our course, said John. 
To enter a team or to get more information, contact Carlo Golf Club Club Office, telephone 059 91 31 695.